Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. All right. If you like music, you know the name Howard Jones. But how many times do you think the Howard Jones that's on my show today from the devil you know, formerly of Killswitch Engage, how often do you think he gets mistaken for this Howard Jones? going to find out because i'm asking him the tough questions right here on today's talk is jericho thanks for downloading and for subscribing on itunes now subscribing means you'll never miss an action-packed fun-filled episode and if you really want to do me a solid do a solid for your boy cj leave a five-star rating and a comment it helps my show out a lot trust me people go online they go wow you got 5,000 comments or something like this. I'm like, what does that mean? I've got like 115 million downloads. Yeah, but it's the comments that really count and the likes that really count. So come on, man. Go out there and make it happen. You want to help me out? We're also going to find out a lot more about Howard Jones, why he left Kill Switch engaged because that was a bit controversial. We're how he's dealing with his bipolar diagnosis, which is one of the reasons why he left a multi-million uh, record-selling band to start his own band. It hasn't been easy for him, but he's ready to talk about it. We'll trade some Ozzy Osbourne stories, Ozfest stories. We'll get into the new Devil You Know album, They Bleed Red, which is out now. Plus, Howard is uh, loves Canada, loves Winnipeg. He's a huge Christian metal fan, as am I, and he's also a huge pro wrestling fan. He did CM Punk's theme music, his old theme music. So we'll find out who his favorite wrestlers are then and who they are now, how he got involved with the WWE and what he thinks about the WWE's future. All right, lots of cool stuff. Coming up with Howard Jones or the other Howard Jones, depending if you grew up a new wave fan of the 80s. Uh, but right now, speaking of uh, growing up in the 80s, uh, we got to hook you up. That's a bad segue. I don't care. We got to hook you up with a free copy of DDP Yoga signed by Diamond Dallas Page himself. Now, listen. All you got to do is tweet your personal DDP success story to at Talk is Jericho on the Twitter and use the hashtag podcast one. One winner will be chosen to get the free DDP yoga program autographed by Dallas. Now, DDP yoga, more than just a workout program. It's a healthier way of life that's already helped tens of thousands of people. You guys know how much has helped me. I wouldn't still be in the ring or on stage with Fozzie at the highest of levels, jumping all around. Just go to my Instagram, Chris Jericho Foz, if you want to see how high me and Billy Gray can get on stage, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Listen, if it wasn't for DDP Yoga, none of this would matter. 
It also helped Arthur Borman. Arthur is a disabled veteran who was injured from far too many jumps as a paratrooper. For 15 years, he was told he'd never walk again. Without crutches and leg braces, Arthur gained a ton of weight, nearly gave up on himself, but that's when he discovered DDP and DDP yoga. Arthur's story is pretty unbelievable. All you have to do uh, is go check out the video and you will believe it for yourself. Seeing is believing. You can check it out, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. It's incredible. Now, DDP has helped tens of thousands of other people. And if you are one of them, let me know. Tweet your DDP yoga story to at talk is Jericho. Use the hashtag podcast one. You can win a copy of the DDP yoga program autographed by Diamond Dallas Page himself. That's right. Just tweet me your ddp yoga story at talk is jericho use the hashtag podcast one and you can have a chance to win an autographed ddp yoga program a winner will be schwazen at random you still got time to experience your own ddp yoga story because if you want to get in better shape ddp has given you guys a great chance to do so with an amazing deal on his award-winning ddp yoga program just go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho to take advantage that's ddpyoga.com slash jericho now listen ddp yoga changes lives it saves lives and it makes your life better i can vouch for it because it happened to me ddpyoga.com slash jericho go do it and do it right now Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The People's Podcast is here. The remedy for boredom has arrived, so let's go for a ride with Howard Jones of The Devil You Know, formerly Kill Switch Engage. This guy laughs more than almost uh, anybody I know. It's a great, great, funny interview, um, and I'm just happy because now I'm finally doing this. Uh, you can hear it in my voice, a little bit raspy, a little bit sick. That's what happens after spending about four weeks in Europe, home now back in Tampa on U.S. soil after a very successful Cinderblock party tour with Fozzie and Nonpoint and uh, Sumo Psycho. Had a great time hanging with everybody and being with everybody. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, it's funny when you go on those tours, it seems that the first week, two weeks goes really slowly and the last week, week and a half just burns by. And that's what seemed to have happened uh, throughout the last week in the UK. Had some great shows. I, I documented them all. Um, the final show was a place called Treco Bay in Wales, which is a holiday camp. If you've heard me talk to uh, Wade Barrett or um, someone else I just talked to recently about holiday camps. We were talking about the, oh, Luke Harper talking about the Butlins. So this was actually a really nice holiday camp in Treco Bay, Wales. It was for the uh, Planet Rockstock Festival which is a big radio station there, Planet Rock. Uh, cheers to them. And it was uh, a two-day-long festival, three-day-long festival, and there's a lot of big bands on it. And the final day was a pretty good lineup of Scorpion Child. If you haven't heard them, you should check them out. Scorpion Child. Um, oh, who's the other band? Crowbot. Yeah, Scorpion Child, Crowbot, Fozzie, and The Darkness were the final four bands. And... Um, it was it was it was great. I mean, I, I had Justin Hawkins on this show a few months ago. We never met in person, and we met and hit it off greatly. He said that uh, he had, he got so much great feedback from the podcast he did with me here on Talk Is Jericho, and thanks to all of you guys who checked that out. And then he asked me if I wanted to walk with. I guess he, at the end of his show, he has somebody carry him on their shoulders as he walks to the crowd. 
playing uh, guitar. So that was pretty cool. And we had a great set. And it was just one of those things where you can always see the people in the crowd that don't know you. And suddenly you're just turning them at the by the end of it. They're just going nuts and screaming. And Rich rides a, a case through the crowd where someone pushes one a big uh, equipment case. And he plays guitar on that, kind of like he's surfing across the crowd. And then I crowd surfed. Uh, when I jumped in the crowd, basically everyone parted. But they caught me right before I hit the ground and lifted me back up and I crowd surfed around. And I don't know, it was just a really cool, awesome environment. And then I took Justin through the crowd on my shoulders. I stopped at the bar for, for a shot, by the way, which is cool. And, uh, you know, just one of those really cool festival moments where you're just having a good time with, with the other bands and it's a great crowd. And that's why festivals are a lot of fun because people are always there just to have fun and just to rock and just have a good time. And, and that's exactly what we did. And it really, really... Uh, turned out to be a, a great night for one and for all, and for everybody who came to Treco Bay to uh, see Fozzie, and everybody who came to Treco Bay to Planet Rockstar that had never heard us before. Um, I'm glad that you heard us. I'm glad that you were there to see us, and I'm glad you went nuts and, and rocked with us. It was uh, it was a really cool moment, a really cool experience, and like I said, it's always fun to see how the crowd changes and gets crazier and crazier as uh, as time goes by. So, a good show was had by all. Lots of rocking, lots of rolling, and um, a lot of fun, like I said. So the next day, I got—I mentioned before, I've got these lighted jackets. And, and one of them, I don't know if you guys have even seen this one that I have for a while. It's, it's all LED strips. So the first two were all based on lights on wires, like Christmas wires. And when people say, oh, it's like, a, it's a, it's like the Jericho Christmas tree, um, it is kind of like that. But uh, the, the LED one is much more intricate and much more temperamental and it basically just died in the middle of the tour. So I wear the lighted jacket for the first song with the Fozzie shows, which it's my thing. I didn't want to just limit it to wrestling. I started it in wrestling, but I do it in Fozzie too. So that's the one kind of crossover, but it's my gimmick. I invented it so uh, I can use it wherever I see fit. So anyways, I was trying to keep this um, LED one from breaking. So I actually bought a gun case. All right, a gun case. And I carry my jackets in this gun case now, which is super hard to do because it's very bulky. And, you know, I've got a big suitcase, a small suitcase, and now there's a computer bag. And then I had to carry my ears over there, which is kind of your wireless ear system. And then I got this big giant case. Now, of course, when you take this thing to check it in, oh, my gosh. I mean, I might as well be carrying a nuclear bomb with me. And I don't blame the guys for wanting to check it out, but they'll be like, what's in the case? You got a gun. First of all, would I really try and check a gun on a plane? Can you even do that? Tell me on the Twitter if anybody works at the airport, if you're allowed to actually check a gun into uh, the plane. But I'm like, no, it's a jacket. And they're like, what do you mean a jacket? I'm like, it's a wardrobe case. And they're like, what kind of a wardrobe case do you need for a jacket? Well, it's a jacket that lights up. What do you mean it lights up? And then, of course, now they're really wanting to, you know, they really think they're smelling something. And... You know, it's a light-up jacket. It's got wires in it. It lights up. Well, why would you wear that? Well, because it's for show business. What kind of show business are you in? I'm a musician. Oh, well, then what kind of a band are you in? A rock band. Well, why do you have a light-up? It's like, oh, just you want to just open it and see? Like, I don't even bother. Like, you know, I, I put a lock on it for a while, but it's like, you can't even bother doing that because people want to keep looking into it. And then when you check it on the plane, every time I get it back, there's a little slip of paper in it. That shows that they've looked at it. So no wonder these jackets are breaking. I don't know what the hell guys are doing with. They could be putting them on backstage, wearing them around, running around on stage with them. I don't know. And no one wants to believe that it's just a jacket. You know, I went and checked in um, in Heathrow. 
I've got my bags, so I have to put up with it when I first check it in at the, uh, you know, at the uh, check-in when you check your bags, first of all. Okay, cool. Then I go through customs, all right? I take the bag off of the of the belt. I start going through customs. Guy comes over. Hey, let me see your passport. What is that? What's in the case? A jacket. What kind of jacket? A light-up jacket. Why do you have a light-up jacket? Okay. Then I go through... Uh, two feet later, show your passport and go through, give your customs form. What's in the case? It's a jacket. Why do you have a jacket? It's a light-up jacket. Why do you have a light-up jacket? What kind of a jacket's in the case? Do you have a gun? No. Then I got to go through it again uh, a third time when you actually get out of customs for good. Same thing. What's in the case? A jacket. Blah, 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 blah. Then I got to go recheck the bag to go to my uh, next gate, or sorry, my next destination. Like I flew from London to Minneapolis and then Minneapolis to Tampa, you got to, you know, uh, put your bags back on the belt, transferring bags. You know, when, you, when you're just transferring, you don't recheck the bags, you just drop it off of the belt. Well, what's in the case? I'm like, a gun. He's like, you got a gun? I'm like, no, it's a jacket. Why do you have a jacket? It's like the same question four times in a row. And then another dude comes behind me from, from Scorpion Child. He's got a guitar. Same thing. Why do you have a guitar? Like, ooh, like I don't know. Why would someone have a guitar? Like, why would anyone have a guitar? Now, listen, don't get me wrong. In this day and age, I appreciate it. I get it. It's just so funny when you have it happen over and over and over again. There should be one guy that checks it and puts a big, like, stamp on it. Like, ching Like, okay, done. The question has been asked. It's not a gun. It's a light-up jacket in a wardrobe case. Write that on a piece of freaking paper. Stick it on the case, and that way I don't have to answer the question five more times. Is that so wrong? Is that so much to ask? But, you know, anyways. And then finally, when I land in Tampa, it goes to the oversized luggage. Now I'm already back in the States. It's already been delivered, and they're like, well, what's in the case? I'm like, ugh. Is it even any of their business once it's been delivered? You know, I, I don't know. But anyways, that's the kind of thing that I have to do to uh, bring the maximum rockicity to all you guys. So if you appreciate the light-up jacket and you think it's cool or even you think it's stupid and it sucks, uh, I promise you I have to go through a lot to get it to you, so you better like it. <laughs> all right, Howard Jones coming up here on Talk is Jericho. But first, the NFL playoffs are just around the corner and college football playoffs are already here. If you're looking for an online sportsbook website, I've got the place for you. Bet DSI, all right? Bet DSI. They set a lot of lines you're playing on right now. They've been around since 1998, and they've got A-plus ratings on sportsbook review sites. They're legit, they're safe, and they're secure. And most importantly, Bet DSI is easy to use. You don't have to just bet on football either. You can bet on MMA. You can bet on hockey. You can bet on virtually any U.S. sporting event, and you can even bet on stuff like the Academy Awards, political elections. Wow, is Trump going to get in now after his comments this week? I don't even know. And also reality TV. You think you know who's going to win Survivor? Go to betdsi.com and put some money on it. Put your money where your mouth is. Be sure to use my promo code Jericho10 if you do. That's Jericho and the number 10. No space in between. Jericho10. You can do live betting as well on BetDSI. You can play throughout entire games. They got desktop and mobile platforms so you can bet wherever you are, whenever you want. Go give it a try. Set up an account at betdsi.com. Use my promo code Jericho10 and you'll get 10 bucks free. All right? 10 bucks for free just for registering. You know how much money you can make on 10 bucks? Go to BetDSI and find out. They've also got a solid reputation for paying if you win, so don't worry about collecting. You're not going to get screwed over. I wouldn't lead you that way. It's like having your own personal Vegas sports book 
right on your phone or in your home. Give it a try. Easy to use. Register for an account at betdsi.com and use my promo code Jericho10. That's Jericho and the number 10. No space in between. Jericho10. And you'll get $10 free just for registering. Play today. Betdsi.com. All right. Here in the studio with, uh, with Howard Jones. Which is my favorite name ever because I always think of uh, Howard Jones from the, what's his big song? I'm sure you know, yeah. uh, things can only get better. Uh, uh, oh yeah, things can only get better. Oh 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 oh. You guys have to cover that at some point. Devil you know has to cover that. That song. makes sense. It'd be great, right? And, and I do have a Howard Jones T-shirt. <laughs> I, I should wear it. I really should start wearing it. If you ever do a solo record, you got to confuse everybody and do a cover of that. song. Song. Howard Jones. No doubt, no, Howard Jones covers Howard Jones. Boy, does he ever look different now, man? <laughs> Has he been living in the islands? <laughs> Howard Jones is oh, black. <laughs> so you're here, uh, the new Devil You Know record. And the funny thing is, and this is so typical, and people don't even realize it, the publicist George came in, gave me a copy of the record, and what did you say? <laughs> I don't even have a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the new record is the beauty of destruction, and this is the second record. So, um, it, so much stuff to talk about because it's funny because uh, we both uh, have a mutual friend in John Howard from yes. Australia. Oh yeah, and he's always like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta talk to Howard. You gotta meet Howard." And I was always hearing about how cool of a guy you were. I think we ran into each other briefly at the Metal Hammer Awards or something. You know what? The thing is, we actually did hang out once before. Really, 2003 Ozfest. No kidding. You walked onto our bus. <laughs> Remember that kill switch engaged. Yeah. That's funny. As a matter of fact, did you was Jason Bittner filling in for your drummer or something like that? No, but or? he was definitely hanging out. He was hanging out. Yeah, yeah. he was hanging out because I was with my cousin Chad. And they became little buddies for a bit. Oh, okay, but, but the best part of that was we go to Ozfest and I was with Bubba Ray Dudley. Yep, and yeah, Bubba came on the bus, and he's like uh, he's like a, the best used car salesman ever, New York guy. And we're pulling up to the the backstage area. We don't have any passes. We don't really have anything. Just like you know, Zach Zach's number or something. Mm-hmm. And he just drives in. He's like, "Yeah, yeah where's the tour bus? Is that we got to go park by the tour bus?" And like, "All right, oh my God, let me check. No, don't worry about. It. We're going to the tour bus. I'll see you later." <laughs> and just drives away. Where I was like, you, "Can you do that?" He's like, well, "We just did it. We pulled up right by the buses and hung out there all day." Oh man, please don't tell people that because it'll happen. <laughs> it's like if you act like you know what you're doing, then it works. Yeah, that's but... exactly right. If you want to be backstage, just act like you're supposed to be. Oh there. yeah. So we hung out on the bus. I remember. Yeah, that we hung out on the bus. And then actually we walked around a little bit and, uh, you know, got to laugh at some of these strange people that were at OzFest. <laughs> uh, and so one of the most enormous women, the woman that was painted and it, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I remember, I think, I'm not sure if it was that time or another time, but Cradle of Filth, I think was on. Yep. And you know, it's like, it was, it was, I think we were in San Antonio or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Super hot, like Very. 110 degrees and cradle of filth they come on with their death paint and they're super black everything black and i'm like these guys must hate life right now they're like we are much more evil in the night and it's like yeah it kind of kills your death metal gimmick (laughs) yeah it's like it's like the vibe's a little shot in the the daytime so so we have met we have hung out a few times before and uh so let, let me ask you this you're talking about the devil you know 
and the fact that it's your second record. Now, we'll get into the, so much stuff to talk about, but when you put together the new band and the first album is the first album, do you feel like more of a band environment now with this record, the second record? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the thing. When we did the first album, it's like, okay, I had... I left Killswitch and and uh, you know that was just that was a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I thought I was pretty much done doing music. Really? Yeah. Just I mean, I, basically, I went nuts. I just like mentally was gone. Like a breakdown. Oh yeah. Just, wow. Uh, it just got my anxiety and being bipolar and everything. It just it broke me down. And it's just, so was that causing problems with the guys in Kill Switch? Yeah, and thing is, it, it did. Thing is, I mean, those guys, I love those guys. They love me. And, and, but it was hard for them watching me just slowly die. Mm. It's like, so they would just, you know, they'd be hanging out and, you know, and laughing and everything. And I would just be sitting in the back of the bus, just in the dark, you know, or like watching a movie or, or listening to sad, depressing songs. Mm, like Pink Floyd or something, right? Yes. No, Clicking the lamp on and off. <laughs> right? It was bad, man. It really was bad. At least I can laugh about it now. Well, so this, was this like an actual mental imbalance or was it depression? Yeah. Or? Uh, it was depression and being bipolar. Yeah, it was, mm. yeah, I just, didn't know but then you know i was diagnosed later but yeah i just i didn't it didn't even cross my mind that it's like wow you know you could actually get a little help for this hmm. but uh, that's, that's interesting just just quickly because there might be people listening that, that are on the same boat so what kind of you said you didn't even know that you were bipolar no and this is when you're probably you know in your 30s or you know, you've been around you've been living for a long oh, time yeah. What kind of symptoms were you having to to lead? Like, to, how did you find out that you finally were bipolar? I guess is the question. Uh, I when I finally found out, I went to a doctor and I was talking to him and just, it, you know, I would just have these moments where I'm just explosive and energy's just all over the place. And then there's times where it's just, you know, I I couldn't get myself out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but yeah, one time I visited a doctor and he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, so how you been? Blah blah blah. And we're talking. He's like, you're very manic right now. <laughs> what do you mean? And he said, uh, "You've got some underlying issues going." <laughs> so that's how it started, and so that's <laughs> that's how I ended up finding out because wow. I, I was just like, "What? I'm being manic?" You know, I mm-hmm. I didn't know because I mean, there's just times where it's like I mean, I was just a ball of energy, and then other times, just you know, I I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't see people. It, yeah, so I've, I've always had bad anxiety and depression and things. And, and even when I was young, you know, I would, I'd walk down the street and there'd be people walking towards me. And I would cross the street so that I didn't have to, mm. I didn't have to look at them or face them or, wow. or say hi. You know, I would cross the street and then just like cross back over. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I always just thought that's just me. I'm just kind of odd. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I didn't know that there was... A, an More actual yeah underlying issue that you know I was so, able to get addressed. So was it something where they is there some medication that you take for that or is oh it, yeah, yeah yeah I take some good stuff. I just had to change some stuff because boy you get really bad cotton mouth with uh with uh, I had taken a Lexapro and it's just yeah it was which too as much. a singer is bad yeah 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 nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> So was this, so was this something that that you had to address, which is why you left the band? Was it a mutual thing? Was it like you're out? How, how did that oh, all go down? Well, um, what happened was, okay, we got together and we were going to start writing like the last album. Okay, there was there was an original singer of uh, 
of a kill switch and he left the band and i jumped in and toured on the album he did then i did three other albums so you were and, in the band for yeah i've seven, been eight in, years uh, like 10 10 years gotcha. yeah and so then we got together and we're about to write uh another album and that's the last album that they just put out so we had gotten together and we're like okay uh yeah let's uh hear some ideas so you know everyone's playing their demos they've been writing and things like that and you know, so we're hanging out for a while. It's like, okay, well, let's just meet over the next couple of weeks, and uh, you know, we'll just meet every day, like let's say around noon mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks, and uh, you know, just start hashing through stuff. Like, okay, cool, all right, see you guys. And then I just never came back. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and so, and so, uh, so yeah. Then I talked to I talked to uh, the guys like two weeks later or something, and they're like, so yeah, so we should just get another singer. <laughs> and I was like, I'll do it. It's just, it was just the thought of, uh, of the whole process again, of like writing an album, putting all that emotion out and then going on tour and just, and there was times where I'm just like completely frightened mm. of fans and, and people. So it was just, it was such a weird thing because I, I love to entertain, but at the same time it was, it's so hard at times. And so I was, I was just like, the thought of it would just overwhelm me. And so I, I just didn't go back. So I was like, you know, I'll do it. But it's just. It's the true definition yeah. of bipolar. The yeah. highest of highs and the lowest of lows. That's and you exactly, can't control which one is coming. Yeah, exactly what wow. it was. And I was just like, I, I can do it. It's just, it's just really hard for me right now. And they were like, you hate this. And I was like, no, it's, I don't hate this. <laughs> yes, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude. We just got to move on. It's like, it's like we love you. You are you're killing yourself, mm-hmm. and it's obvious. And so then I was just like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. This is this is honestly killing me. And it took me about 15 minutes, and then I just had the hugest sigh of relief. I'm like, oh wow. Oh my god. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and the thing is, love those guys, but they just, they were watching me just slowly spiral. And yeah. it's just like, and there was nothing they could do about it because, you know, I'm, I just wasn't going to accept any help. And right. plus, I didn't even know what kind of help I needed. Was. Yeah. So, so when you're done with that and you kind of walk away, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you played in bands when you were a kid and you finally yeah. want to like, kill Squitch and Gage. Huge, huge band. And now you're out. And you mentioned you didn't know if you'd ever play music again was it kind of a, a relief but then you're thinking like what the hell am i going to do now yeah basically i just uh played with my dog and went fishing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and definitely uh definitely did a little jaunting up in uh in your old neck of the woods <laughs> now this is funny too this is another thing i heard that you're uh, you you uh, winnipeg <laughs> yeah i spent lots of time fishing there and hanging out and uh why is that uh just because the fishing's awesome and like that's the thing i've, I've found like great spot I pretty much got to fish all over the world, which hmm. is amazing for me. So you're a big fisherman. Yeah. Now, where are you from originally? Uh, Columbus. Okay. So so you love fishing. And you heard yeah. about Winnipeg. Did you have a girl there or something? Or uh, There was a girl I had seen and uh, had known. And just I remember she said, hey, you know, my family fishes. And you want to come up here and fish? And said, <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, oh, my God, the waters here are pristine. Yeah. It's amazing. If people but, travel the world to go fish in the, in the lakes up in northern Manitoba. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you, you'll find these lakes that – that basically no humans 
yeah. occupy. You're so f- there's just monsters in there, and it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I, my son Ash is a huge. He's, he's called Ash the Fish Expert. I have him really? on this show. To, to people ask him questions about fish, and he can answer any question off the top of his head. He's 12. He's been a fish fanatic, so you and him would get along very well. Oh, about man, that's fish. awesome. So what's what's your kind of favorite kind of fish to 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 catch? Um, man, pike are always fun to catch. Yeah. But I mean, I've I've caught mahi mahi in the Bahamas, and that nice. was a blast. Um, I've caught tuna in Mexico and Costa Rica. I've uh, what's the biggest fish you caught? Yeah, it was probably the mahi mahi. They were about fifty, about fifty pounds. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, I caught two that, and basically the and the captain of the boat. He's like. You just caught the the first mahis of the season. He's like, uh, so yeah, so he's like announcing on the radio to all the other boats, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> like I am king. <laughs> if you ever do any shows with Iron Maiden, you got to find Adrian Smith. He's a huge fishing fanatic too. I would hate to do shows with Iron Maiden. Oh wait, I want to do everything with Iron Maiden. <laughs> I think Fozzie, Devil You Know, and Iron Maiden would be great. I'll go fishing with you guys, and I'll, like, crap, I'll carry yeah. the bait or something like that. Dude, that would be amazing. That's, <laughs> so, that's the thing. I actually did get to play with them at, uh, at a Download. Um, it was, yeah, I think we it's like we played, and then I think it was like Evanescence and Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was... So, yeah, and you just look out, and it's like, wow, there's 110,000 people <laughs> yeah. out here. That's not creepy Waiting at all. Waiting for me. Yeah, looking <laughs> no, no. at me. You're bipolar. Like, what are you looking at? Yeah, Stop looking at me. No, no, look at everyone else. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talking with Howard Jones of Devil You Know. The new album is They Bleed Red. It's out now. Um, so, Howard, you took some time off to take care of your mental health issues. So what led you to start Devil You Know? Uh, well, uh, my drummer, uh, John, the Australian guy. And, yes, I've done lots of fishing in Australia, too. <laughs> and, yes, coming back out there, see you soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> beware, fish. I'm on the way. Um, so, yeah, John and our uh, guitarist, Fran, they, they have been getting together and writing some music, and uh, and they've been looking for a singer, and and they sent they had sent me some music. And the thing is, I was just like, uh, I don't really care. I'll listen to it and whatever. But, you know, it took a while. Then I put it in. I was like, oh, that's not bad. Okay. And then, you know, just went about my way. It's like, oh, time to go fishing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, I'd seen it again, like, a couple weeks later, and I put it in, and I just said, uh, I think I'm going to have to call these guys. <laughs> just, I'm like, I, I got to do something here. Um, and, and that's the thing. Is I was definitely doing better, even though I had, uh, you know, like, I had all kinds of crazy stuff happen to me in the interim, too. Like, uh, like yeah, I'd found out, like, I was diabetic wow yeah and the thing is it's in it's not because i was really eating crappy or anything like that it, heredity you know, right so well, uh, being on the road too as a diabetic i mean that'd be pretty yeah. pretty tough only thing is it's like mine's under control i mm-hmm. i don't eat crap or anything but just it's like you know 
that's like the one family heirloom that my yeah, <laughs> my grandmother passed down to me. Couldn't it be like a nice watch or something? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But see, that, that's the thing, too, is that, and I mean, sure, that could have messed with your mind as well if you have the diabetes, oh, you know? Mess with my mind. Man, that was insane. Um, basically, like, just that's the thing. My mind started going nuts. And, and, and there's this whole side effect when your blood sugar gets really, really high. You have to frequently urinate, hmm. and so I was, I was peeing probably every ten minutes. Hmm. And the thing is, but my mind was like slowly frying. I had no idea, and so then I remember trying to go up the steps, and I just got dizzy, fell down the steps, broke my finger. Wow. Then tried to go up the steps again, got dizzy, fell down the steps again, and these steps in your house or? yeah okay and then i finally got the steps and went to the bathroom and then just basically passed out like face first into the wall and just and and all i remember is this uh my friends got me over his shoulder throws me into his truck i go to the hospital and i was in a coma for three days no kidding yeah now now here's a i've never had a guest on who's been in a coma before yeah, there you go. There's a whole bunch of first years right on. So, is it one of those things like you just kind of that you're in your bathroom and you fell against the wall and you woke up in the hospital and it's three days later? Is that how it works? That's kind of how it was. I I I passed out. I said I remember. I remember like my friend having me on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and and so you know Alex just throws me in the truck and. And so then I remember waking up. Um, they're trying to get me to drink some water, and I like the water just fell out of my hand, or just like I tried to, I tried mm-hmm. to drink, and it just spilled all over me. Falls. Done. Then it was yeah. And it was three days later, and for I think for like two days after that, I didn't even know my name. Wow. Yeah, it was bad, and it had completely screwed up my memory for six months to a year. Like I had to start reading a lot just to like mentally exercise my brain. Kidding me. Yeah. It's like a diabetic coma yep. sort of thing. So it almost kind of erased your mind in a, yeah. way, in a way. They they told me it's like you you should be dead. Kidding <laughs> me. Wow. And it's like that's not a fun thing to hear from a doctor. No kidding. <laughs> Especially, you know, as, as a rock star, it's like and you weren't even doing drugs. You weren't doing anything wrong. No. It's, you know, like, it's like you died from diabetes. Well, you know, it's, you know, Brett Michaels has bad diabetes. Really? Poison. And he still, last time, not that we're friends or anything, but a couple of times have been around him on yeah. the tour bus. He's got all the girls on. People are drinking. He'll go to the back, disappear, guard, bodyguard, whatever, waits in front. He's taking his shots. Oh, insulin. Wow comes back out and hangs out with the gang, you know, hour or two later, whatever it is, he'll just split in the back and take that insulin shot. I'm like, you can still stay up and party. He's like, yeah, I've been doing it for, you know, 30 years. I'm used to it. But when I need the shot, everything shuts down. I'm gone. Don't try and interrupt me. Stay away. So wow, that's crazy. A functioning partying rock star with the insulin shots. Yeah. Thing is, it's like for me, I, I, I mean, I prescribed insulin and everything, but I'm I'm trying to think of the last time I took it. <laughs> it was like maybe a, like a, I, I check my blood sugar regularly. You know, that's what you want to do, but it's normal. So it just changed back after? Yeah. It's like uh, just exercise, eat right, and mine's okay. Like so my blood like sugar is completely normal. Super fried, burned out from being on the road and being in yeah, the Yeah, and just, yeah, yeah my, my body just said, yeah done with this <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no more rock for you <laughs> but yeah it, it's weird but yeah my doctors are just like your blood sugar is amazing and you're like you've been taking insulin no it's like why take it when i don't need it you right know? so 
they're like, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So, so how long yeah. was it from when you left uh, Kill Switch to getting Devil You Know up and running, ready for gigs? Oh wow, uh, wow, George, uh, you know, George, publicist manager is publicist, here. Yeah. Man, how long? A did, year? It was like, yeah, it, I'd say between between uh, the exit of Kill Switch to this, it was wow. I don't know, maybe two, yeah, like a year and a half, two years, something okay, like so that. There was a little bit of a space. Yeah, because I remember when Devil You Know came out, like, there was a lot of buzz behind the band, and I mean, obviously there is. You guys kicked it off really right because people were waiting to see what's Howard going to do. Yeah. after Kill Switch. I mean, did you feel? Was there a lot of fans saying like, "When are you coming back? What do you got going on?" Oh uh, man, actually, I didn't know because number one, I'm not on social media because mm-hmm. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, and number two, no light. I didn't even have a cell phone for three years. Wow. <laughs> I, dude, I went off the grid. I really? Completely. Off the grid. I was just like, you know what? I, I think that's it. I'm done. Boom. So, yeah, I just did not care. Liberating, man. Mm. It really is. It's, you know, it, it's amazing because everyone really is attached to their phone. If he's got to be within your in your hands, distance, or in your hand. And recently, I, I left mine for three days. And the first day is a little bit like an addict. Mm-hmm. You're withdrawing from cell phoneisms, yeah. And then the second, third day, I was like, you know, this isn't so bad after all. I mean, this is not bad at all. If I didn't have a family, I could go without having a, a phone for sure. Yeah, it's like, that was the same with me. Only it was more of like, yeah, first year was like an addict, but then the second year, this isn't so bad. <laughs> but yeah, man, just did not care. And it was it's weird when like it's like you know I'm walking around, I'm in L.A. and I'm like, I I don't have a phone, and people were just. Like, what in the world? <laughs> Who are you? Did you lose it? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Just so how would people get a hold of you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just email. That was, that was pretty much it. <laughs> that's it. But huh? yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I still get contact is like email. Even I mean, I have a phone, but I really don't use it that often. Wow. So uh, That's an anomaly yeah. in today's day and age for yeah. sure. I mean, other than, uh, other than Big John, you know, <laughs> texting me or sending me hilarious pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just like doing your own thing man because fishing is a very uh mentally peaceful calm type of a vibe it's more of the whole because it takes a while to catch a fish sometimes oh yeah more environment of it yeah and that's the i've fallen in love with the outdoors and Mm. and thing is there's actually really great places to fish here in cali you know it's Mm -hmm. just uh it's just taking the time to find the places but which um, which your best fishing spots oh man i honestly there's good places out here but in but best for me, it's, I have to say, it would, it's Australia. Wow. I, I, like, I mean, you can, I can name all kinds of places where it's like, oh, you can go here and you know, do some bass fishing. Or, oh, you can, catch some, uh, you, know, you can catch some halibut here and everything. But just, ah, man, it, mm. I got to say, Australia's the place. That's, that's your place? It is dynamite. Nice. It's absolutely dynamite. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm here so much, and you know i don't get to fish as much as i'd like to at least especially now because you know i'm working so yeah so here i am in la just hanging out but you know that's where my mind is <laughs> so if you have a day off on the road do you try and find somewhere to go fishing oh whenever possible yeah. some guys like you know like m shadows he'll always go golfing day off golfing you have a day off you'll see oh man yeah if i can yeah and that's the thing too is like my uh, bass player he also loves to fish you know he's 
he likes to hunt, likes to fish mm-hmm. and everything. And so we, we've pretty much decided, yeah, we're going to have to start bringing our poles and things like that on tour with us. Uh, so how was it when Devil, uh, when you guys went on tour? Because like I said, you guys got some good tours. I know you did the one with Black Label. That one mm-hmm. comes to mind. You, did, you, did, you got kind of like a real good shove right off the bat because, yeah, of, yeah. because of it. Was, was it a pretty cool thing to go out with a different band? Oh, yeah. And that's also kind of the fun the fun thing with this band too is just there's some appeal to different crowds just because it's uh, it's not just you know one type of music you know we try to cover a lot of ground diverse yeah yeah and so yeah it's it's always fun to go out with different different types of bands mm-hmm. and and uh Oh man, just come on, Zach's awesome. Yeah, how was <laughs> dude, it? We've never actually done a long tour with him. How was it? Oh, it was a blast. Yeah, and that was, man, how, that tour was almost it was yeah long. seven weeks, so almost two months. That's a long drive. Yeah, time. it was long. Well, those guys are warriors. Yeah, man. they don't stop. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, doing a video interview and then Zach would just come up and just just start doing start random talking things. about cocks and <laughs> balls and. Yeah, man, man, root. Yeah, just doing something, <laughs> something crazy. I, just, I love that guy. <laughs> That's yeah, good. it was it was a blast. And good reactions from the crowds. Yeah, and- yeah. Surprisingly enough, it was really, really good. I mean, got to play with Black Label with both bands now so it's mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool that's really cool man now another, another thing i know that was just pretty funny talking with john that we have in common is you're a big uh, metal guy but a big christian metal guy oh yeah and this is like <laughs> and i was like oh, come on how big is he but like you are big now let's talk about this like how old are you <laughs> i am 44 okay we're the exact same age oh wait so wait i'm no i'm 45 all right well, whatever <laughs> same 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 wheelhouse but so, so what's your Christian metal story? Because for me, I just love the concept of it when Striper first came out. Yes. And I, I had some, some church in, in my background. Oh, I just yeah, love the whole idea of it. And then just got so immersed in the whole scene. Yeah, I was the same way. Just, you know, grew up, my mom taking me to church and everything. And just, uh, you know, she didn't want me listening to, you know, all the bad music and everything. So, you know, just, you know, listen to the alternatives. And so, yeah, uh, I just got into it, and the thing is, it, it was striper or through uh, yeah. Striper was definitely one of the yeah. one of the first and one of the big ones. But um, what also what made it amazing too is just the fact that like there was always there was always just a clone of like yes. whatever 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 crazy metal band there was. There was a Christian clone, That's and, right. and they weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's go through it. So Striper was was the standout. Oh yes, yeah, but Striper was, they, Striper they, was amazing. They, they might have been like like Van Halen or Priest or something. And they it was before Striper, it was like. Um, the Res Band yeah. and Petra, and they look like old guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, and the thing is, and I've seen both bands numerous times. Yeah, I, like I went to the old Cornerstone festivals. Did you? And Res will play. Uh, oh man, like God, I love the song uh, uh, where roses grow. Uh-huh. Uh, down where roses grow, just that's amazing wrestling like just so bluesy but um see i wouldn't listen to those guys because they didn't look cool <laughs> they did not look cool <laughs> <laughs> but then striper came out they had long hair and they actually those guys look cool oh yeah that's man. why i was into it oh yeah but, come on it's like first time i heard makes me makes me want to sing yeah. i was just like i'm sold man. yeah <laughs> I, i'm into this i mean they were talented so those yeah, guys can the, play to this day have you heard the new striper record no i haven't Fallen? haven't heard it yet it's, it's pretty good you gotta check it out i will it just came out like this week but so okay so striper was kind of they didn't really have a clone but they were kind of the the, the the leaders yeah so then okay so i'll i'll name uh, a heavy metal band and you tell me the christian rock clone right? oh, oh wow this is the easy one rat oh wow rat i'm gonna say 
Oh, there was actually a couple. You know which one I'll go with? I'll go with Christovox. Christovox. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to go with White Cross. Uh, oh, yeah. That, 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 that guy, the total, like, the yeah, hell of a... White, White Cross, man, they, those guys had an extensive career, and... A great guitar player, oh, too. Oh, man, he was amazing. But once again, this is the problem. He had really bad hair. <laughs> That's until he got really good hair mounted on top of his head. <laughs> yeah, like, imagine if Art Garfunkel dyed his hair red and then grew his hair out. That's what the guy Rex Carroll would look like from, from oh, it was, Cross. He, Yeah, he, he was the original Skullet. <laughs> he really was. So oh, that, oh, my God. I'm laughing hysterically. This is great. <laughs> now, uh, now, so Baron Cross? Oh man, Baron Cross was that was Maiden. That was Maiden, it, totally. Oh, yeah. But they were good. They, they, they were, were good. good. Their, their second and third records were really Tom oh, Marina. Yeah. And oh yeah, and uh, State of Control. State of Control, man. Good stuff yeah. there. Stage of Intensity. Yeah, song, acoustic guitar. You know, if I, I was online uh, a couple of years ago, and they did a, a reunion concert in Switzerland from 2012. I watched the video. I, <laughs> Me too. There you go. You're really into it. So, yep. so who are so who who are some of your favorites then? Uh, yeah, Baron Cross is definitely yeah. up there. Um, let's see. Not not seriously not metal, but White Heart. No, okay. Love that band. Um, they were a little uh, bit more poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were more rock, some pop, and everything. But man, there there's like one or two albums that they did where there was even now sonically sound oh, amazing. Uh, how about um, how about uh, who's the other one? Bride? Oh, love Bride. They were great. Saw them a bunch of times. Did you really? Oh yeah, Kinetic they... Faith just ruled, man. Oh, okay, see now <laughs> snakes in the playground. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. I love that. Was probably to me those were one and two. And there's like you know uh, fifty people that know what we're talking about, and the rest <laughs> no, don't. No, and they, but these they... are all great bands. Like if Howard and Chris are telling you, go check them out because there's some great stuff. It yep. was very Bride was very bluesy, and Dale Thompson has such a, a crazy gritty voice. Yeah, you, you know? remember when Dale Thompson actually filled in for Michael Sweet he and, and Striper for yeah, a while? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But Actually, yeah. when Michael first left Striper, uh, he came in and did a couple gigs with them. Yeah. But it wouldn't fit because he didn't play guitar. Exactly. got to play guitar, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. It, yeah, that's not his forte. His brother, who played guitar in Bride, that's his. That's that his, was his thing. So you went to – so to explain what Cornerstone is. Oh, it's a, it's a big Christian festival. And there's you know a lot of uh, a lot of the heavier Christian bands that are out now. They play it. And, mm-hmm. But they, actually, it's a mix of bands. They and, still uh, have Cornerstone? Yeah. They still oh, yeah. Does, yeah, it's – I think it does still go on. I know it was going on for a long time. So, so how was it for you being in high school and being a huge Christian metalhead? Because I used to take some flack for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it, you know? Everybody just thought I was weird anyway. So <laughs> was, and plus, my mom just didn't understand that I liked that sort of music. So you're black and you like Well, you that's like the thing. Music? It's not a lot of black guys in, in, in heavy metal bands back then either, right? Yeah, not at all. It's like, it's like, it's like hey, what's up, man? What do you listen to? Tourniquet. <laughs> What? <laughs> like what? I thought you were gonna say Morris Day in the time. <laughs> Which, trust me, I mean I was a big fan of Prince and Morris Day. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. I still listen to a lot of that stuff, but man, just I don't know. My heart was just in heavy music. Was a great band. Oh man, they were awesome. They're actually Ted Kirkpatrick, the drummer, the drummer is doing yeah. a Black Sabbath tribute. I just sang War Pigs for him. He played the really? drums. Really? Yeah, he That's detuned awesome. it from a uh, from a C sharp to a B, so it's super like wow. But they were a great band. Like once again. Again, oh, if you yeah. guys haven't heard these bands, you're looking for some new bands. The, the Tourniquet's a great, great, yep. great band. Super weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, tempo changes, stop, start, the pathogenic ocular oh, dissonance. dissonance. <laughs> I knew it. 
knew it. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> that was the name of the record. Did you ever look into what that meant? No. I did. I, did. Not, I didn't want to know. Kids, pathogenic ocular dissonance <laughs> is the difference between where our eyes are placed as humans or animals. For example, lizards have eyes on the side of their heads, oh, as do God. fish, and humans have them at the front. So that's pathogenic ocular dissonance. That's amazing. Now, And they would take that uh, example as an analogy of Christianity, how some people see Christianity straightforward, other people are seeing it from the sides and, and kind of peripheral vision Christianity. Pretty deep stuff here oh, for Christian God. rock. It's not just, uh, you know, satisfaction guaranteed, I'll give you what you need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just but seriously that like that band amazing and and it was and they always had a lot of medical jargon and mm-hmm. stuff like that in, in their lyrics and everything like come on phantom, right and phantom limb phantom yeah. limb exactly <laughs> phantom limb uh, g- gelatinous tubercules or pure listened ossification or something like that <laughs> And this yes. is before Google, too. Yeah. If you wanted to find out what that shit meant, you had to go get a dictionary yep. and piece it together word by word. Oh, yeah. Or, you, or know? you know, hopefully you had access to some sort of medical book or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, didn't Ted, didn't he, like, uh, didn't he sell medical equipment or something I think something so. Like that? Yeah. yeah, he was into the surgical, because the first album was psychosurgery. He was yeah. a medical equipment guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, and that's because when I was in high school and being a big Christian metal fan, it was okay to be a satanic metal fan, like oh, Venom yeah. and Slayer and all that stuff, which I just thought was stupid. I, I just, you know, I love Slayer, but the early lyrics are dumb. <laughs> but then again, so is Striper lyrics are pretty dumb too. Oh man, were they bad? <laughs> there, there were some that were just like, wow. They, I was, you... yeah. You look up like, uh, uh, you know, Rock in the World, Holy One, Rock in the World for you and your son, and it's like, yeah, come on, it's really? Like, it's like, so when you were nine, did you think you were going to put that in that song? <laughs> What other stuff were you into when you were in high school? Oh, uh, what did I do? Man, what's weird? Uh, oh, what? I, I played tennis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I played a little basketball. I definitely broke my ankle playing football and everything. But, yeah, I was varsity tennis. Nice. Weird. You could play against Lars Ulrich. He was a tennis guy, too. <laughs> a tennis pro. See, we're going oh, fi- to get you fishing with Adrian Smith. We'll get you playing tennis with Lars. You're, you're all set up, man. I'll book all your social activities. Wow, it's just all of my weirdness is coming out in this podcast. <laughs> It wasn't. I'm not exactly twisting your arm either. I know. It was waiting there. <laughs> Hold on, but just because it's in my head, I gotta go. The spiritual biopsy reveals you need psychosurgery. <laughs> I had to do that. It's tourniquet for you. <laughs> it's like it, that line is just stuck in my head right now. So, <laughs> was, was that your favorite Christian metal band? Uh, they were up there, man. They yeah. really were up there. It's just. It, I mean, they were fast and everything. Uh, I was also. Uh, I was also a big fan of uh, Vengeance. Vengeance Rising, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Brown. No, that was that no, that, no, that was a uh, so uh, Deliverance, 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 there we go. right? Yeah, right. I, I was, Vengeance was Roger. Yeah, did you ever hear that he? I heard he went nuts. <laughs> he was a Christian singer. Ended up turning to like a Satanist. Or yeah, or or he's like full blown atheist. Who like that's the thing. He goes all out. So it's like you know one direction or the other. It's just that dude is full on everything yeah you know. and so yeah he's because he sang on um another one that i like was sacred warrior he sang on a sacred warrior song love sacred they were, Warrior. they were kind of queens right yes yeah the rebellion yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're uh, looking for a heart you just can't find <laughs> yeah, long hair part right between the eyes silk pants wrapped tight round your, your thighs. thighs oh my silk God. pants wrapped tight round your thighs <laughs> 
This is the best conversation ever slash worst conversation ever. It's amazing. And another great line was from Striper. The hair is long and the screams are loud and clear. Clothes are tight. Earrings dangling from the ears. Dangling. I've got it. You can't say dangling in a song. You can't say dangling in a rock and roll song. No. Howard, I got it. Earrings dangling. (laughs) Done. 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 It's on, man. It's it's, it's platinum. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Now, uh, were, you, were you an Aussie fan when you were in high school, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you mentioned that you're on the OzFest. How was that being on that tour uh, with all those killer bands? Man, mind-blowing. Yeah. I mean, that, that definitely helped jumpstart Killswitch. You know, we... Uh, we did Ozfest twice, and and then uh, wow, we did like Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, did Warp Tour, did uh, Rockstar Mayhem Fest, sure. and everything. But but yeah, Ozfest was the first big one that we did, and that's yeah, you, know, you had to buy onto the tour, you know. So you had to, and that's that's something a lot of people don't know about Ozfest. It was you had expensive, you had to pay to get on yep. that tour, and so and then, so the thing is, record label would pay it, and it's just you got to pay it back. <laughs> but, but yeah, and I'm trying to remember what, how much was it. Wasn't it? I always heard it was like seventy-five grand. Yeah, that's what it was. Seventy-five grand to get on Ozfest yep. for the right to play. Oh yeah, for the right to play bands. second stage <laughs> <laughs> for thirty minutes. Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> Who else but, was on that tour, bandwise? Um, yeah, um, that was one. That Cradle Filth played, and then we did uh, we did side shows. You know, just in between Ozfest dates, we did it with Cradle Filth and oh, Shadows wow. Fall and Sworn Enemy. Um, Wow, there's this band, Memento, uh, Twisted Method. Yeah, <laughs> this is from ten years ago. So a lot of those bands don't exist anymore. No, right? they do not. Did you ever have any interaction with Ozzy? Did you ever see him walking around, or is he ever hanging out catering? Or uh, I'd see him occasionally at catering. You know, he'd yeah. shuffle by. You know, like, hey, Ozzy, how you doing? You know, and he'd just keep going. You know. I thought you worked for catering, <laughs> but it's just like. I, I just I just saw Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy's eating fries. This is amazing. <laughs> he eats. I thought he just drank blood from a goblet. I know. It's like, it's like I thought he would just eat a live bird. It's just, but no, he's eating fries. Fantastic. That day you're talking about, just a quick story, is that Zach and I, that's probably why I don't remember hanging out with because there was a lot of beer drank that day. And Zach and I were drinking some beer. And then it was, I think, July 4th. What's more American than playing baseball? Let's go play some baseball in the backstage area. Yes. So I'm pitching to him. He's hitting. I, uh, there's a crowd of people starting to gather around. I throw a really bad pitch. Like, you know, it's like bounces in front. He's laughing. Ah, ah. He's laughing at me. People are laughing at me. His big insult at the time was, you're gay and your parents know it. <laughs> you're gay and your parents know it. Like, not only are you gay, but your parents have found out, like, whatever, like, whatever that means. Uh, burn. So, yeah, burn. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, you know what? this i'm gonna throw the best pitch of all time so i threw this pitch right down the line and dude he hit it straight on the right on the wood and it went straight over our heads right over the fence into the parking lot everyone's cheering zach got a home run he's running around the bases and suddenly we hear this what the f- are you doing and we're like it sounds like this demon from hell we turn around it's sharon 
Oh. She's walking straight towards us. I won't say any more F words, but she was like, you know, you effing idiots. She said, if that baseball hit somebody out in the head in the parking lot, we could lose the entire festival. Oh, yeah. How stupid are you, Zach? What is your problem? And she looks at me and goes, and who the f*** are you? <laughs> And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm a nobody. She goes, you're right. You're a nobody. Get out of my sight. And we and Zach run to the bus. And he couldn't remember the keypad code. And we're like, open the door. Try and open the door. Open the door. Try and open the door. And finally, we got on the bus and closed the door. And we're like, just like, like starting laughing hysterically. Like, we just got yelled at by That's Sharon. amazing. It was so bad. The thing is, she is an absolute sweetheart. Except when she's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she definitely wears the pants. She does. <laughs> Who else did you have you toured with over the years that you had you know, good experiences with? Oh, wow. And, oh, by the way, just, uh, yeah, I'll get back to the, you know, just a little bit of the story there for Ozfest. Um, sure. Uh, tour that I thought was – I was like, this is insane. There's no way we should do this tour. But, yeah, speaking of Sharon, just – uh, her daughter's boyfriend at the time it was uh, Bert from the Used. We toured oh. with the Used and My Chemical Romance, and I was just like, "We just don't fit." That's interesting. Mix. And, it, and it was an amazing tour. Really, absolutely amazing tour. And why is that? Uh, the bands were great. The crowds were awesome, even though they had no clue what to what to think of us because it was mostly just girls in, in the front, and, and it's just like. Hi, we're large and burly, and I'm going <laughs> to scream at you a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was definitely unique. But you know, just by the end, it, I love the challenge of trying to win a new fan, and I love that because you're a great front man too. And oh. when you see that, I you know obviously you love your fans that are going nuts for you and stuff. But yeah. I always love the guy in the front row with the arms crossed. <laughs> we did a tour with Theory of a Dead Man last year. And I remember there's this guy and a girl in the front row, and they just refuse to even look at us. They're just looking down. I mean, you can't look down for 45 minutes. You have to look up. It's bad for your neck. I know. And then they become the target, right? Yep. You want to get them rocking. Uh, oh, yeah. And and even if you don't, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to crack on you. It's like, and, you know, did, a, did an amazing tour with Slayer. And come on, Slayer fans are notorious wow. they are notorious it's like they want slayer right it's like and and what you are is in the way of slayer <laughs> <laughs> you're killing time before slayer comes oh yeah out. i mean there was there was one show where two guys just turned their backs to us the whole time <laughs> and, I, and i was just like hey this goes out to these two guys because that is pure commitment <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's just it's it's fun to try and win them over. Yeah, did, and, did you were you able to win them over? Yeah, uh, but, yeah, we had a great tour. We had yeah. a great tour with them, and when you can win some fans that way, man, it's awesome. Well, that's and, the idea. That's 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 the reason why you become a support act for those bands playing to bigger crowds. Yeah, but like you said, it's a challenge. It, oh, it really you know, is. You get your work cut out for you every single night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there there really is. There's there are no fans in the on this planet like Slayer fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are committed to that band. They love that band, and and anything else is a distant second. Distant. What do you think when you're when you're gigging and you see people on their phones? <laughs> I I end up saying something. Yeah, you know, especially you, since you don't have a phone. Hey, can, I, can I borrow that to call my friend? <laughs> I I actually oh I did that once before. Just uh, this this uh, this kid was on his phone. 
I took his phone and called his mother and said, just to let you know, he's been talking on the phone while he's here at the show. That's not nice. <laughs> it was like, I know you taught him better. <laughs> that, it drives me crazy, though. You know, I understand maybe you're posting a picture on Instagram. or mm-hmm. But now, like we talked about, you slave to the phones. And yeah. people so much looking at their phones instead of enjoying the vibe of the show. Yeah, it's it, you lose life that way. Right. It, it's, like, it, it's like, how about... Eat your dinner instead of taking a ton of pictures of it. Yeah, you know, just it, it's just weird to me. Yeah, and, and girls with Snapchat, I don't care what you're eating for dinner. Uh, that's not why you're on Snapchat. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's you know, here, here's here's like food. I mean, here's my dinner. Here's my sushi. It's like I don't care. Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't get it. You know, people <laughs> filming the show. I went to the Stones a couple months ago, and there was a dude filming the show for like 25 minutes. Who's gonna watch this back? You know, the, the, the mix like is this big is like yeah. a quarter of an inch. You can't really hear anything. Why don't you put the phone out and watch the show? Yeah. You know? Seriously. And that's the, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to lose memories because I'm sitting there messing with a phone or, mm-hmm. or, or bad camera work, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, oh, and speaking of phones and stuff, yeah, the whole Danzig thing that's happening right now. What's going on? Oh, well. This guy, uh, this guy from the states, went to Canada to see like Superjoint and Danzig and everything, and and claimed that uh, security grabbed him because he was filming stuff, took his phone and basically beat the crap out of him, hmm. and, uh, and said Danzig got some blows in too. So now, like, uh, there's a criminal investigation going on. So Danzig was was getting his licks into that. That's what that's what was alleged. What we have to say, we have to say allegedly. Yes. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, I don't know for sure, but yeah, he definitely got worked over. Mm, <laughs> that's really? for sure. Yeah. Well, see, the, of course, there's always the two sides of every story. But I, you know, if you it's just because you're filming, well, then you have to work over half the crowd if that's the case. You know, because everybody's filming, like we said. You yeah, know? and that's things. Things have changed since since you talked about two thousand three. You started with Kill Switch. Uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two till yeah. two thousand fifteen. Not just phones and how people are looking away and the record business as a whole. Yeah, you know the whole record. Oh yeah, the the whole industry is mm-hmm. it's been completely flipped. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's it's a different it's a different world now when it comes to music. How, how much touring did you do on the first Devil You Know record? Um. Uh, Decent. We did some decent touring, mm-hmm. but um, oh, man, I can't remember exactly how how much. But yeah, decent. It was it was weird just dipping my toe back into the uh, touring thing, you know, because it had been you know a few years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting back into it, it's like wow, this is this is weird. And like right now, we're you know we're leaving for tour here in a couple days. Who are you going out with? Uh, going out with Papa Roach and Five Finger Death Punch. It's a huge tour. Yeah, uh, we're doing big chunk of europe that's great yeah do you guys have a good presence in europe uh it's getting there it, it's it's getting there and uh you know like we we won uh, uh metal hammer best the, new band yeah, yeah best new band yeah you yeah. were there yeah. yeah and so that definitely helped you know and and just that thing Killswitch had has you know had and has a big presence in europe and so that was you know it was, was it was it kind of like fan base wise did fans pick and choose, or do you find that that that, for example, you know, you had one band, Killswitch, and now there's Killswitch and Devil. Do the fans support both, or is, or are some just like you know they don't want to support Devil, you know, because you left Killswitch? You know, that's a good question. I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, by the crowds that you're drawing and all that sort of thing, I mean, you guys. Have but, done a- but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely fans. Uh, you know, Killswitch. You know, I'll see people with Killswitch shirts, and you know, when we play, and it's. 
that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just keep supporting them. You know, hey, if you want to jump in, yeah. jump in with us. Awesome. Could you ever see a time when you guys would do a Devil You Know Kill Switch tour? <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun too, just because uh, you know, just being around those guys again. You know, it, it would just be a pleasure. Have you spoken uh, to them now? Since, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah definitely still talking. Oh yeah. That's that's not going to change. Like I said, they're friends. It's that's just, great. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys have you know bitter breakups and stuff. Like that. Wasn't like that. Wasn't at all. like that at all. No, yeah. not at all. It's yeah. cool for fans because I know I'm a big Halloween fan, and the one guitar player left years ago and formed Gamma Ray, and then finally, oh, wow. Gamma you know, 15, yeah. 20 years later, they toured together, and it was great to yeah. see Gamma Ray and Halloween playing together. It's like, you know, they came and jammed on a song at the end, the whole, the whole lineup. That people like that stuff. Yeah, it shows. You know, I think fans think that you know when you're in a band, you're a gang, you hang out every day, you talk to each other every day, you're the best friends in the world, mm-hmm. but it's not like that sometimes no it's not even though with this band with with devil you know we do keep in contact quite a bit Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's just somebody has a joke and it's just everyone knows you know it's like it's like if i get i generally get texts from the band and that's pretty much it (laughs) just (laughs) because when you do check your phone (laughs) yeah when i do this oh hey i've got five texts no it's just from those guys (laughs) but um but oh just going back to uh the osfest going back the Ozfest, right. it was um that's that's when i got to hang out with uh with steve got to hang out with a uh, stone cold oh okay and, uh, yeah because he ended up being there that and, was that day too yeah he yeah. was there too yeah yeah it was man what a what a crew that dude, was that i day. was high on life that day man i was like <laughs> this is amazing because you know i've been a wrestling fan since i was oh okay uh, since i think eight no kidding yeah been watching wrestling since and so yeah talked to stone cold and everything just had a blast and he was into the band and everything and then somebody came up and wanted his signature and one of mine were signing stuff and then you know i'm talking to the, i'm talking to someone and then i get a tap on the shoulder and I turn around and he says so howard what's next for kill switch and i just start dying and he's like what's so funny i was like you talk like that and that's what you're saying is steve's voice is very intense i said like, what's next for kill switch man it's like, are you asking me or are you yelling at me? I'm not no, sure no, exactly like, what's going on. It's like, uh, I don't know. Do, do, do you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, and then you know, and then being able to get involved in, you know, getting to do some music for right. Who, who's who? Did you do punk's music for yeah. a while? Yeah, did that a famous like dang it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before uh, you switched to a cult of personality. Yep. So yeah, that was me. And then uh, getting to getting to know people there and, and just. They actually had hired me to a couple times, and I sang uh, when Chuck Palumbo was coming out on the motorcycle. I sang his entrance music. Oh, so they were hiring you to freelance sing mm-hmm. sing the vocals on their yeah. individual tunes. I did a I did a version of a uh, of SmackDown music, and and actually, um, crap, I can't believe I forgot his name. He runs the music department. Jim Johnson. Yeah, Jim. Jim had called me. I got off tour. I had literally just walked in the door. And he called, and he was like, are you busy right now? They wanted me to redo your music. Really? Yeah. When was that? That was probably 2007, 2008, something like that. That's funny. Check this out. 
this all ties in again. Isn't it weird? Black Label Zach story. <laughs> so when I was coming back in 2007, I wanted new music. Yeah. So I got Zach to to redo Break the Walls Down, and it was very Zach heavy. Yeah. Very, <laughs> Lots of guitar squeals. Yeah. yeah. Very, very Sabbathy. You know, <laughs> for those about to rock, I'm gonna down to get down to down to down. Yep. And it was more of a swaggery thing. Now Vince and Kevin Dunn hated it. They, they thought it was awful, so it never oh. saw the light of day. But I wonder if they wanted you to sing vocals on that track or if they wanted you to just to try something new because I, I was adamant I wanted hmm. something new at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it yeah, No, it's just I, I couldn't. I was like, I literally just walked in the door and, it's like, and I was like completely jet lagged. You know, yeah. just, I mean, like, yeah, we, we were like in Japan or Australia or something. Right. And I'm like, like there is just no way. Like I'm gonna, I'm about to lay down and pass out. I'm just like, I can't. I do bet it. you that had something to do with it because I know they weren't happy with that, and maybe they wanted you to try and sing it. They didn't like Zach's vocals, or maybe they wanted to do something completely new. But yeah, I, I basically, I basically hung up the phone and let out the loudest curse of all time. <laughs> just I was like, no. <laughs> the best part i still remember sitting in that room when i played the vince the new music like, you gotta hear this and of course you just you know when the room is not responding <laughs> tepid cold response and then i go what do you think he goes oh it sucked <laughs> and i'm like how am i gonna tell zach sold i don't know 30 million records wrote some of the biggest anthems of all time for ozzy osbourne that vince mcmahon thinks your song sucks yeah yeah i think i did use the old i think that they just want to go in a different direction zach you know we're going to go in a different direction wow so use it. <laughs> oh, oh that's been such a bummer i mean the the song you have it's it's iconic now. yeah i mean it, it it's evergreen at this point yeah you know use it forever and that's the thing too is like the um the song I did that that punk used, they actually it was actually for Randy Orton, and he came out to it once, and they did not like that. <laughs> the crowd did not enjoy. Wow! It. And so and they, they wanted I hear voices in. My yeah, head. yeah, exactly. They were just like not feeling this, and so they were like, "It's okay. We've got a person in mind for this that we think it'll fit," and it was. Like, okay, so how cool. does it work? Do they lease it from you guys, or they just buy the rights completely? Is that one of your songs, or did you um, write it for punk? Uh, uh, yeah, we actually did write that for them. Okay. Yeah, and because they had, they had approached us, for the, you know, to do a song, and and we were kind of busy, and I was just like, guys, I don't ask for a lot, <laughs> but I need this. <laughs> I really need this. <laughs> I was like, you know how much I like wrestling. <laughs> I was like. This has to happen. <laughs> so, uh, a couple more questions. Who's your favorite wrestler? If you had to choose one, I. I it, all right, I'll give you. I'll give you my top three. All right. I said, you are one of the top three. Oh, I, nice. I kid you not. Always That's been great. a fan. Even back WCW. Oh my God! Just some of the stuff you did there is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ridiculous shit, right? Yep. It was oh my mm. god, it was so funny. Uh, Flair, okay, because uh, I mean that was like the first guy that my eyes just kind of gravitated towards. Yeah, and, and uh, hate to say it, Benoit. Nice. I yeah, mean, uh, just man, that dude was amazing in the ring. Mm -hmm. I mean, a brilliant performer. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Just uh, yeah, just I don't know what happened. I, mean, uh, I don't think we'll ever know. No, there, you know? yeah, there will never be an answer we'll, to that. We'll never know exactly what went and, down there. Yeah. But as, as a performer, definitely second to none. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't deny that. Oh man, I mean, just the way he moved, the way he sold everything. Just I mean, you know, whether it was him getting hurt or him dishing out a hurting, mm -hmm. he, he made it look good. So, Do you still watch wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Check check out Raw every Monday, sort of thing. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I'm still in it. Who's your favorites now? Oh, wow. Oh, uh, wow. Who are my favorites now? I said, um, I am, in, I, I do enjoy Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fun to watch. Um, I said, Dean Ambrose b- b- loved watching him even when he was, uh, you know, doing the indie stuff. Yeah. And, and man, I got to say, I am loving New Day right now. I knew you were going to say that. They yeah. are hilarious. <laughs> they great? And talk about guys that just made something out of nothing. Yeah. They weren't doing anything. I don't know if you listened to They did the, an episode of my podcast. No, I haven't heard And that. the original name that they wanted to give them was Fresh Coat of Paint. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody... <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Somebody is get is paid in WWE to be creative and come up with new names. Oh my! And god. they had the three names, and they wanted to say we want to call them Fresh Coat of Paint. Oh my god! Yeah, it's sh- like why don't you just wear a shirt that says "Got Racist"? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. If if you want a good laugh, listen to those guys on my show. It was not it was similar to this show. <laughs> awesome. Nonstop laughing all the way. Uh, favorite three Christian metal bands. All right, favorite three. I'll go Baron Cross. Let's, yeah, Baron Cross, Tourniquet, and a toss-up between Vengeance and Believer. Wow, there you go. Vengeance and Believer were more thrashier. Yes. More thrashier uh, metal metal bands from that era. Uh, And then the last question, what's your favorite song to, to play live when you're singing? Wow. Oh, man, favorite song to play live. Like, what does the crowd go crazy for? Uh, probably shut it down. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's it's heavy. It's it's got groove. It's yeah. That's usually the one we end the set with. Right on, man. So, but we'll see. Now that the new album's out, that you have a copy of, and I don't, <laughs> <laughs> or the new album's about to come out. And, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know when this airs. Right. <laughs> the beauty of destruction, devil. You know, Howard. Big John was right. A great time talking with you. <laughs> that was awesome. Great conversation. Nonstop laughs. Good stuff, man. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll make sure John sends you pictures of us when I see him when we go to Australia. With, with pants or without? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Please don't make me think that. <laughs> I loved watching him dye his hair because we stayed in the same room together. <laughs> oh, he dyes it? He did watch him dye his hair? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Dude, t- dude takes care of his hair. He, he is a fan. His hair's on point. <laughs> Howard Jones and the Devil You Know are headed to Australia in January. They've got a handful of dates starting January 23rd. Check it out on Facebook at Devil You Know Official or follow them on Twitter at Devil You Know. All right, their new album, They Bleed Red, is out now. Great heavy rock record. If you love heavy music, you need to check it out and pick it up. You can get it on Amazon if you do. Remember to use the TIJ links. I got Amazon links for Amazon UK, USA, Canada A. You support all of them, and you support Devil You Know and this show in one click no matter where you live. Amazon's a longtime sponsor of Talk is Jericho. You can find me and my links by going to podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right-hand corner, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Easiest way to support the show. Won't cost anything extra, no extra charges or fees. Amazon simply kicks back a few bucks to the show whenever you use the link. So, hey, knock out your holiday shopping as well. You get anything and everything on Amazon. Won't cost you anything extra, no hidden charges or fees. Like I said, just go check it out. Use them links. A big thank you to Amazon and all the rest of the fine Talk 
Captain's Jericho sponsors. And to all you guys for supporting them, DDP Yoga, tweet your DDP Yoga story to at Talk is Jericho for a chance to win a DDP Yoga program signed by Diamond Dallas Page. Then there's also BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com, BetDSI. Use my promo code Jericho10. That's Jericho and the number 10, as in one zero. And you'll get $10 free just for registering. Avant. Go to AvantOffer.com. Use the promo code Jericho if you need a loan. Don't forget True Car or you want to drive with Uber. So much great stuff. And hey, even more. Stay tuned for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. But hey, the biggest news in the world is it's coming on December 18th. The Force Awakens, the new Star Wars movie. Everybody's geeking out on it. And this Friday, it's the return of Team Tiger Awesome, Nick Mundy, Michael Truly, Clint Gage, and myself. I said, who's the biggest three Star Wars nerds I could think of? They were them and myself. It's the Star Wars Symposium, talking the entire series from New Hope to Return of the Jedi to Empire Strikes Back, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and The Force Awakens. It is the number one biggest nerd Star Wars podcast you're ever going to hear, and you're going to hear it this Friday. So we'll see you on Friday with the Star Wars Symposium. Stay hard, stay hungry, and may the Force be with you. Yeah, boy. <sighs> yeah. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.